amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Many people when faced with the trial of their faith, or should we say, being tried by their lust, decide to make excuses to justify the flesh. Let us examine the scripture to see what Christ said concerning our qualifications to being his disciples. That is, if you can handle the truth. Hey, Shalom, everybody. Most high in the name of Christ bless you. Uh, welcome to another episode of our show. Uh, we thank you for tuning in. My name is Hashi Yog, and with me is my brother. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Yeah, we're glad uh, to be able to go over this topic with everybody. Uh, with another episode of our show about the uh, 
some temptations that a lot of people fight and struggle with in this world mm-hmm. and this time we're living in. And uh, um, it seems like a lot of people that, that go through their trials and um, from the Christian faith and other avenues, we see a lot of people that's going through trials and tribulations when they fighting demons, moving on them, uh, seem to be justifying themselves or find excuses to say that we don't have to do that no more or... Um, you know, uh, you know, just just a, a way to justify themselves. Uh, one of the things that motivated me to do a show like this was uh, I was telling the brother that we had a, uh, about a year ago. I heard a clip. I was looking for that clip, but I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. Where this uh, pastor said that he repented from being a, a gay pastor, and and um, he repented from it, but yet he fell back into it. And he he felt that it couldn't be done, that he couldn't, you know, it was something that he couldn't do. So he was gonna wait on the on the, on God to show him show him what he needed to do next. Something that he couldn't overcome. So yeah. he was waiting for God to deliver him. Exactly, exactly. Um, I couldn't find that clip, but I did find a clip that's somewhat similar to it. But it's you know? not the same guy, though. No, it's not the same yeah. guy or the same. Oh, he's not exactly saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is that um. A lot of people, when they're faced with their lust and trying to overcome their lust, it's not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're going to go into the scriptures to try to show, you know, show people that you have to fight this fight. You have to face uh, temptation. Mm-hmm. You have to fight whatever temptation you have to deal with because that's part of being in the faith. I mean, there's no way around it. There's no way under it. There's no way over it. Mm-hmm. You got to face it head on. And if you cop out, then you failed. Well, before you continue, before we even grab the scriptures, it's uh, it's really important for people to really, you know, we're going to paint a nice picture, Lord, as well, for the people to really, you know, see clearly what the Word of God is saying. But I just want to add to what the brother is saying, um, because a lot of people out here, they they always find excuses on, on how they give into their lust. Um, if you really look at it, how are you in the faith in the first place? Or how is it that you changed your life? How did you find God? Or better yet, how did God find you? Like, so what changed? Because something had to change in your life because you got to stop doing something in order to be doing the right thing. That means you were doing something that was contrary to what God really wants from you. So that means you have to stop being who you were. And then when you found out who God was, you had to change your life and become God-like. And how do we do that? Do we just say it with words or do we really make that transformation you know that transition into a better person and how do we do that because christianity don't really break it down totally for you to make that difference in what it is to be wicked and what it is to be righteous yeah let me uh get a scripture before we open up um Mm -hmm. go to isaiah 53 and 3 all right all right just the scriptures to show you what we're dealing with um, the set of law foundation. Um, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3. Yes. All right. He is despised and rejected of men. This is talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Read on. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. All right. He was despised and, and we esteemed him not. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to focus on that last part because. When you look at the time when Christ was on this earth, 
he was despised and he wasn't esteemed. Esteemed means to be, you know, looked up high to him and basically put him on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. You know, look up to him as being someone great, someone great and special. Um, brothers and sisters didn't really look at Christ that way. Why? They had other men there. You had the Pharisees, you had the scribes, the, the the leaders of the people at that time that they were looking up to and they were following and giving credence to. Mm-hmm. And they the ones that brought him to be put to death, and other people was cheering them on. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted to please their leaders. They, you even had people come out and give false testimonies, become false witnesses for the high priest at the time. So, same thing is going on now, because now Christ isn't being esteemed. You know, when you look at this thing on a spiritual in a spiritual sense. Men are being esteemed. Men are saying they follow Christ, but his word, when you look, go into the scriptures and see what the scriptures say and what the words of Christ is instructing us to do, that's not what's being lifted up. Mm-mm. The words of Christ are not being lifted up. Men are being lifted up with their own doctrine and their own philosophy, and a lot of people are not taking the time to research and study the scriptures to see. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, is, is what this pastor telling me or what this individual telling me about God and Christ, is that written in the scriptures? Can I go in the Bible and find that? Hmm. You know, because most of the things that you that we see people are saying are absolutely 100% not scripture. Exactly. And um, we're going to um, go into this topic. We're going to um, play this clip and you're going to hear what this individual said. And individuals are going to be saying things like this And it has absolutely nothing to do with the scriptures But people are following mm-hmm. You know, the whole world is following um, and, this, and this is their mindset, though Of what he's saying You know, a lot of people Well, what we're about to play, we'll expound on it But just to get you prepared for A lot of people have excuses And, and why they continue doing what they want to do Yeah, and they find justifications for themselves mm-hmm. To continue doing what they want to do And not what the scriptures say um, this clip right here we playing is um, there's gonna be some noise in the background because this this guy is outside and uh, we're gonna stop in the beginning of the clip. It's kind of a long clip, but it, it's uh, it's loaded. Yeah, it's loaded with a lot of information. Yeah, and um, so there's a waterfall in the background, so you're gonna hear some water falling, and and it's the it's the it's like the third clip of a series. I think it has like five clips, but I'm just gonna play the third clip. So it's not gonna be from the beginning. All right, so uh, here it goes. Hi, this is Mike Williams again. Uh, I'm really glad you're looking at the other videos. If you've come this far, you've obviously seen probably one or two already, uh, and you obviously already know that I am a man who shares the gospel, a very strong believer in Jesus, and, uh, and that I'm gay. I know that's not supposed to be that way. But uh, I have some good news for everyone out there, uh, and it's not just for people who are gay, it's everybody that's just human. Because that really is all homosexuality is, is just being human. It's just like uh, being straight, it's just like being gay, it is all just humans being human. Uh, You know, the one thing that is very difficult, though, for me to try to resolve in my own heart and mind is, uh, you know, when I started trying to resolve this issue of my sexuality and my spirituality, uh, it it was difficult because I started trying to listen to gay Christians, people who were in church and professed that they were Christians, and also that they were at peace with their homosexuality. 
But to come to peace with their homosexuality, they were telling me that uh, homosexuality was never condemned in the Bible. Uh, they went back and explained Sodom and Gomorrah and said that that God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because of hospitality, uh, that there was a lack of hospitality there. Uh, that it was it explained everything. Uh, that it really didn't say this, it didn't say that. But I knew that the scriptures did condemn homosexuality. Now that may sound strange to be sitting here telling you that I've resolved the issue of my spirituality and my sexuality. And also the fact that that uh, I know that Christianity, and especially in, in gay Christianity, that they try to whitewash the scriptures of the condemnation of homosexuality. You see, when you understand that the scriptures were given to help us understand that we're all condemned, you see, just because the law condemns homosexuality doesn't mean that homosexuality in and of itself is wrong. Just the same as the law condemned people who uh, ate uh, shellfish. It didn't mean that eating shellfish was wrong. Uh, just the same that it condemned women while they were uh, on their period. They were declared to be unclean. It didn't mean that, they, that there's anything wrong with it. All of these things are just human things. But you see, when you understand that all of humanity needed to understand that we needed a redeemer. So, you see, when you take something out and say that this certain thing wasn't condemned, the fact of it is homosexuality is condemned by the law. Heterosexuality was condemned by the law. Eating fish, was, uh, eating shellfish was condemned by the law. Uh, uh, and, and all sorts of things that, that Christianity doesn't pay any attention to. But suddenly now the whole focus is on homosexuality. One of why they're not focusing in on eating shellfish and condemning everybody that eats shellfish or eats pork uh, or does not observe the Sabbath. I mean, which, why has it been that we have chosen to attack an entire group of people, as I did myself? I was attacking myself. Uh, why is it we've chosen to do that? I think it basically comes from one real, very true word, and that is a lack of understanding. And uh, a lack of accepting the fact that we are part of the human race, and the fact of it is, we are all different. The fact of it is, I've never met two straight people who like the same thing. I've never met two gay people who like the same thing. Uh, we're, we're all different. But you see, for me to resolve my spirituality and my sexuality, the first thing I had to do was instead of trying to whitewash the scriptures and remove the condemnation of homosexuality out, I embraced the scriptures and said, yes, the scriptures do condemn homosexuality. You see, homosexuality isn't an issue in the need for redemption. We were shown this whole thing about the scriptures because uh, uh, and the condemnation of all of human race so we can understand something much greater than ourselves, much greater than our sexuality, much greater than what we eat, much greater than what we're, we're uh, thinking about or what our emotions or feelings are, but a relationship with God that was based on the power of the work of the cross. We're really glad that you're listening. If you've listened this far, we want you to continue to please. All right, that's it on that. Um, all right, the reason we're playing this clip, uh, homo homosexuality isn't the, the key focus 
But it is one of the uh, things that a lot of people try to justify instead of uh, dealing with their temptation that they, they face with, they try to justify it. You know, if we can uh, have people on drugs come out and try to justify doing drugs and be a Christian, then we would play clips on that. So, but uh, the focus is really sin and repentance and being able to deal with that temptation and fighting a good fight is what the real focus is. Uh, homosexuality right here is just going to be the uh, just the key thing we focusing on. Well, I shouldn't even say that. Yeah, it's not the key. It's, it's an example. Yeah, it's, it's a, an example of sin. Yeah, it's one of the examples, and it just so happens that the man that's that's talking is happened to be a homosexual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what he was focused on a lot. Uh, this part I, I forgot to mention. Uh, mm-hmm. When you if, uh, part one of the clip, he says that uh, that we didn't get to play, but he says that he had repented from homosexuality in public, like before his church and before other people that he knew. He said he he was uh, redeemed from that from that demon of being a homosexual, but he was lying the whole time. Yeah, he was lying the whole time because he never actually repented. Mm. So after years of faking the funk, mm-hmm. he finally came up with a way to justify himself mm-hmm. and to continue with his sins. Because obviously, once he had said that he repented of it, he probably was trying to repent. It's just that he was overcome by his lust. Yeah. So now he came to the conclusion that he can justify it. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, there's so much stuff he said in there, but in the beginning, right in the beginning, he said he was a strong believer in Jesus. That's right in the beginning, brother. He said he was a strong believer in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So how can you be a strong believer in Jesus when, when in the Bible itself, it tells you that you can commit such acts? Could, could we pull out a couple of scriptures, or, or what were you going to do? What you want to do first? Definitely on the scriptures, because it's uh, it's totally a lack of understanding on on the part mm-hmm. of people. But one thing I want, before we go hit the scriptures, I want to hit a couple points he made, because um, one thing that was good was that he admitted. Yeah. He admitted that it, was, that it was wrong according to the scriptures. He admitted that eating shellfish was wrong according to the scriptures. Eating pork was wrong according to the scriptures. Not keeping the Sabbath is wrong according to the scriptures. But instead of doing all these things, which the Christian church is not focused on, which is true, because they are supposed to be focusing on all these things. Yeah, it's funny how this man is a Christian, and he can see, like like we're bringing out now, that he can see that there was something wrong with those things. He knew that there was something wrong with eating pork and shellfish and, and, and not keeping the Sabbath day. And also being gay. And the lesbian, he knew something was wrong with that. Yeah. But Christianity doesn't look at those things as being wrong. The majority of Christianity, that is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he made a good point in saying that those things are wrong, but yet he come, he turns around and saying, through Christ, he can, he don't have to give those things up. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, a murderer could say, well, in Christ, I can continue to be a murderer. Mm-hmm. I can continue to keep killing. Or child molester to say, well, exactly. I can continue to keep molesting children because mm-hmm. in Christ I don't have to stop those things. I'm, I'm. This is the way I was made. No, I'm human. Yeah, I'm just human. I'm just human. I can keep being a murderer and I can make it to the kingdom of heaven as long as I believe in Christ. Because a heterosexual and a gay person, according to him, was just being human. That was all just being human to him. So there was no difference. 
between the one. This is what this man is saying. So we're going to go to the scriptures to see if this is according to the gospel of Christ. Is this, this is what Christ told us? Did Christ tell us we can keep doing? We're just human. Oh, man. We're just human. Is that true? Mm. Let's start up. Let's open up. Yes or no? No, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Before we, uh... Let's open up with Matthew 16, 16, 24. Mm-hmm. See, what are the qualifications of being a disciple of Christ? Can we just uh, say we're human? We, we're made uh, imperfect, and that's that's okay. Uh, Matthew uh, 16? Yeah, 16, 24. All right. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, and it reads, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. So, when we see the, uh, Christ telling his disciples, if you're going to come after me, man, if you're going to follow me, if any man's going to follow me, let him first deny himself. Now, to deny yourself, there has to be some type of... Uh, Qualifications. Or... Yeah, some type of... That, does, that, does that mean anything coming to your mind where I'm, I'm going to spend the night, the night tonight with my wife? Oh, let me deny myself. I ain't going to spend the night with my wife. Um, I'm going to take my kids to school. Oh, let me deny myself. I'm not going to take my kids to school. Is that what it's saying, or is there certain things it's talking about denying yourself specifically? Yeah, it's got to be telling you, you know, um, you know, the instructions on how to deny myself. Yeah, there's certain things you gotta deny yourself of. Mm-hmm. So what? Are, what? You know, what's gonna be our guideline? Mm-hmm. You know, how are we gonna know what's right, what's permissible, and what we can't, what we can, and what can we not do? Exactly. There has to be a guideline. There's gotta be some kind of rules, some kind of qualifications. So that's why I want to read this scripture real quick, and we we'll go right back to that. Go to um, Psalms 119, verse nine. Mm-hmm. Psalms chapter 119. Psalms chapter 119 and verse 9. And it reads, Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. So we got to look at the scriptures, open up the Bible, and take heed to the word. That way we're going to know the things that we need to deny. Homosexuality is something, if, if you are a homosexual, if you eat unclean, he, he named some of the things. You eat unclean food, mm-hmm. you're dealing with hatred and anger, you're a fornicator, mm-hmm. you know, you like sleeping around with a lot of women. Those are things the scriptures show you that you have to deny. You have to deny yourself. If those, are things that are, those are the things that you find pleasure in. Those are things that you have to deny yourself if you come to be a follower of Christ. That's what you, that's what Christ is saying. Let's go back to that. And it's going to bring it out more and more as we read on in that scripture. Okay. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So I want to focus on that second part. <laughs> let's take up his cross. Yeah. Let's, let's look at that. That we. I mean, there's so much meat in that, that uh, scripture. We're going to read down, but we're going to have to go jump around first before we continue in that. Yeah. That term, take up his cross, is a very important very important term that we have to have a clear understanding of. It's very important if we're going to follow Christ, because this is, a, this is Christ making a statement to those that choose to live a life following him. Mm-hmm. This, is one of, this is the qualification that he's given us. Mm-hmm. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross mm-hmm. and follow me. Exactly. So let's go to a couple of scriptures to look at that, that statement. Mm-hmm. Let's go to, um, I want to look at the take up his cross thing first. Let's look at John 19. 
St. John 19, you're just going to read 16, 17, and part of 18. St. John chapter 19, verse 16, right? St. John's 19 and 16. Then delivered he him, therefore, unto them to be crucified. Yeah, Pilate delivered um, Christ to 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 them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. Mm -hmm. And he bared his cross, excuse me, and he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew... Galgata, where they crucified him. So that that was mm-hmm. that was a you know a, a physical term of Christ taking his cross. But we're looking at him taking his cross and all the things he suffered um, to be crucified. The spitting, the whipping that he got with the cat of nine tails and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thorns that was put on his head, all the things that he suffered and being put on that cross and being crucified. Mm-hmm. All the things that that's entitled with that. So when Christ's saying, let us take up our cross, he's not telling us that we, we don't have to go through that, the actual being put on the cross ourselves, but the things we have to do are somewhat symbolic to what he went through. I want to focus more um, in detail of what you just brought out, because a lot of people, you know, even when they've seen the movie Passion of Christ, if they really watch that movie on how... You know what I mean? Um, how he was beat upon, spit upon, scourged. If you really look at, you know, the horrible act in it and the disgrace, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and the torture that this man took. You know, if somebody would have physically seen that, you know, it would have hurt real bad just to see it. Yeah. You know, let alone being him and feeling that pain, feeling the sufferings, because this is what it's really going into. The sufferings of Jesus Christ bearing his cross. How much did that brother suffer for us, the filthy ones that really deserve to get beat down? But this man that had no sin in him bared the cross for our sakes, and he suffered tremendously. Yeah, exactly. And we're required to to uh, to go through suffering exactly when we're dealing with uh, denying ourselves. That's the point. I want to make sure that the audience um, really um, focus on exactly, exactly, yeah. and there's. Um, you got scriptures uh, dotting in my head now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go to First uh, Peter, the fourth chapter. All right, that's that's where that's the number one scripture I always go to. First Peter's uh, chapter four. I don't know where you want to start at, but First uh, Peter chapter four. I always start at verse one, but I don't know. Um. Yeah. Start at one. All right. First Peter's chapter four, verse one. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. See, so when we look, mm-hmm. when we look at that crucifixion and the suffering that Christ did for us in the flesh, mm-hmm. now He's telling us to arm ourselves with the same mind. That's right. So when He's telling us to bear our cross, we have to arm ourselves with the same mind that what we're about to go through, because temptation isn't Satan is just gonna, not going to let you. Let you, if you're a homosexual, if you're somebody that's on drugs, if you're somebody that's a fornicator, he's not just going to let you walk away from that. Not that easily. It's not going to be that easy. It's not going down like that. So, you know, a lot of people, when they go through those temptations, they they choose to rather just give in. When you look at Christ suffering, we have to put that mindset that, look, we have to suffer. 
if need be, we got to suffer to make that transformation from death, the works of death, into life. Yeah, I want to add to that. Um, it's very important. We all have our own testimonies, you know, uh, of coming out of the world, coming from darkness into light. Um, you know, me, myself, you know, um, I, you know, being out in the world, you know, I love sleeping with a lot of different variety of women, you know what I mean? And, and that was my lust, which is a lot of our people lust out here, a lot of our men's lust out here in this world today, um, you know, sleep with a lot of women. But, shoot, you got women now that's sleeping with a lot of women. So, what, men, yeah. yeah, so th- whatever the lust may be inside of you, I'm just talking about myself, that happened to be one of my lusts. One of my greater lusts um, that I had to overcome was it easy? No, you know. In the beginning, you know, you know, um, I was sleeping with a lot of women, and and then all of a sudden I started reading the scriptures and I started realizing that I can't sleep with all these women. Did I stop right away? No, I had to get stronger at understanding what was being said here. Now I got to start applying it. Now how do I do that? Now, the more I read, the more I counseled with other individuals, the more I understood that it was going to endanger my life, you know what I'm saying, have, have, to have eternal life. I was, that was going to stop me from having eternal life. So it was either, you know what, I'm going to get down with Christ and bear his cross and suffer that, you know, because all the women and, and you know that I was with for whatever reasons I was with them, you know, so... I had to stop. I had to suffer. So these same women that, that still want to get with me, and now nah, I can't. You know, I changed my life. I'm, I'm working on myself. I can't be with you no more. Mm. Don't think the thoughts didn't come to my mind of positions I was with these women and certain things that they how they made me feel. Yeah. I wanted that feeling again, but I had to fight that temptation off and that feeling, and and a lot of beautiful women and the things they did in the bedroom. I had to fight that temptation, and still got thoughts to this day, brother. But yet, I got to understand that I'm looking for a crown, you know what I'm saying, that is not corruptible, an uncorruptible crown. You, you see what I'm saying? Unlike these other people on the streets where they're receiving these these uh, corruptible crowns on the streets because they're players and they got all these women, I don't want that crown because that crown is going to give me death. And better yet, in this lifetime, it's going to give me a STD or it might end up giving me death as far as this world, as we know, as AIDS or something, and I'm going to die because that's going to be the judgment. Yeah, yeah. You see? It's, it's works of death that lead to death. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the funny thing, too, because a lot of times when people are in these things and they start to learn the scriptures and they want to continue in these things, they know mm-hmm. that the result of these things is death. Exactly. And, and it's not a hard mm-hmm. thing to understand. No, it's not. not a hard thing to understand because there's m- much evidence on on people living that type of lifestyle, dying. Whether it's, like you said, STD or different diseases or getting yeah. killed by uh, a jealous husband. Or exactly. Or, it's just a dangerous way to live. Exactly. And I want to add one more thing though. Um, and also, by any means necessary, I know we talked about last week. Um, we went into gang violence and murder and anger and all that. I mean. You know, me coming from the streets, I had to deal with a lot of that, too. You know what I mean? Being in the streets and, and dealing with my anger and the issue pop up, I'm so quick to jump in your face, and we're going to have to handle it. You know what I'm saying? By any means necessary, I'm going to get my respect because on the streets is how I live. So you will not disrespect me. Yeah. You understand? So I came from that. You know what I mean? Um, That if you come my way and you want to challenge me, oh, you, you, you bit more than you can chew because we're going to do what we got to do. You understand? So I'm going to eat and I'm going to live off these streets and you're not going to stop me. So now when an individual stepped to me, I still deal with that in my mind, how I want to resolve it 
by putting my hands on you or by getting, you know, the team I used to have on the street. Uh, I'm going to get my goons and we're going to come see you, you know. But now I got to have a different mentality and say, you know what, I got to handle this in a righteous way. How do I handle this? Yeah, you just got me mad. You provoked at me. But the old man would have handled it, you know, like, excuse my language, but like a nigga down the street. You understand? But now I got to handle it like a godly individual. How do I deal with this situation? So I read the scriptures, and this is how I got to deal with it. I got to talk to this man. I got to learn how to control my emotions and don't let him get me mad enough to go into my lust. And But I have to fight that still, brother. And we all dealing with our lust on how we have to fight, and we can't give into it and find excuses like this man did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no, you can't do that. Because it's a constant fight. It's not a fight. It's just like they talk about uh, somebody that's on uh, that's uh, uh, recovering from alcohol, yeah. uh, an alcoholic, or somebody that's recovering from drugs. Mm-hmm. Those thoughts always come. Those thoughts don't just disappear. Nah, they don't. <laughs> you going through withdrawal. Yeah, you go through withdrawal. And yeah. it's a constant battle. You constantly got to remind yourself. You constantly got to stay on yourself. Exactly. You know. Um, read that again, verse one. All right, First Peter chapter four, verse one. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that have suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Has ceased from sin. I want you to hold that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more in there that we want to pull out. But I want to hear a couple quick scriptures real quick about that suffering in the flesh. Go to um, Hebrews 12 and read verse 3 from me, 3 and 4. All right, Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 3, for consider him that endured such um, contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. So when we look at Christ, mm-hmm. the, 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 the torment he went through, being a righteous man, suffering for the for wicked, for men of, men of sin, Suffering mm-hmm. a righteous suffering for sinners and bleeding and blood coming out of them. Yeah. <laughs> How many of us can say that we had resist? Yeah. Where blood started coming out of us. Yeah. Not many. We ain't resist that far. Nah, we ain't go that far. We ain't been tormented that far. Exactly. We've been tormented way less greater than that. Yeah. But yet, you know what I'm saying? A lot of us are coming short. Exactly. So, you know, we have to arm ourselves with this mind and get this understanding because what's going on, we seeing when people are making statements like this man is making, and many other statements we hear on YouTube and different avenues is that people are just giving in to their lust and done justify themselves or find for reasons to say that they don't have to change, whether it be the laws are done away with. Mm-hmm. Lord Christ said you can eat what you want to eat now, mm-hmm. you know, and things of that nature. Oh, we got a uh, caller. A question from a caller. You want to deal with that now? Yeah, yeah. Um, if, 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 um, caller, um, Erico four zero four three nine six. If you have a question or a comment, uh, you on the air? Yeah, I'm on the air. Caller, you're on the air. You have a question or a comment? All right, shut you down. You have to take that right. in a certain time. Excuse me. Get, get ready. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm taking too long. Yeah, I'm gonna pull out a scripture real quick. Go to Luke, the book of Luke, chapter nine. All right. This topic 
is a heavy topic, man, because all of us have something in us, um, you know, that we have to deal with. And we have to bear, bear our cross, excuse me. And uh, I want to go to the scripture just to bring it out. This is uh, Luke chapter 9 and read verse 23. Luke 9, 23. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Yeah. So the key point that I want in this scripture is the word daily. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a lot of people got to understand. Read it one more time so the people can see that. Uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Read that one more time. And he said unto them. He said unto them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Yeah, so we have to take up our cross daily and follow Christ. Mm -hmm. All right. So what is it that we're doing that when we're following Christ that we have to do daily? What are the things that we have to do daily? I want you to keep that in mind. Go to Hebrews chapter uh, Hebrews chapter four real quick. All right. Hebrews chapter 4, and start at verse uh, verse 13. Actually, I'm sorry, start at verse uh, 14. I'm sorry. Hebrews 4, 14. Mm-hmm. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. So he is our high priest. That's right. All right, read on. For we have not in high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was at all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Now check that out. Mm. So this man was tempted just like us, mm-hmm. but yet he was without sin, right? Yeah. That's, so that's something that we got to keep remembering in our mind. He had thoughts of what? Sin in his mind. He was tempted, but he didn't give into that temptation. He did not give into that temptation. The Christian churches, they don't read this scripture. They must not. They don't see the scripture that Christ has been tempted in all ways like us, but yet without sin. Because to be tempted, brother, meaning that's something going on in our minds to tempt us to want to commit sin. Right? Yeah. All right. Go back to um, Luke 9 real quick and read that again. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Just read that one more time for the people. Right. Mm-hmm. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me. Let him deny himself. Stop there. So deny them thoughts of fornication. Deny them thoughts of homosexuality, like that man was talking. Deny um, breaking the Sabbath. All right? Understand the high holy days and what we're supposed to keep. Deny eating pork, exactly, and and shellfish. Deny those things that that man brought up on that that, um, tape, that clip a minute ago. These are the things we're supposed to deny. Deny anger. Selling drugs, stripping, pimping, all that. We're supposed to deny that because that's according to the Bible. Yeah. Because Christ says what? He said, he, well, in Hebrews it said that he was tempted like we were, but yet without sin. So how do we follow him? Because he committed no sin, so we're supposed to follow him. So in order to follow him, we have to deny the sin inside of us to follow him. And that's how we bear our cross. And that's what, that defines how we take up our cross and follow him. It's the suffering of the lust inside of us that we got to fight on a daily basis. All right? Read on. Read. It says, take up the cross. Take up his cross daily and follow me. So every day we got to take up our cross and follow Christ. So it's not, okay, well, I, um, 
I, I, I hung in there for a couple months or maybe a couple years. Or a couple days. Or a couple days. Some people can't even hang in a couple hours. And boom, they fall right back into that lust. And then give give what? Like this man did. Give an excuse how it's okay because it's human. Yeah. It's human to be this way. This lust isn't going away, so it must be human. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I'm just going to have to deal with. I'm just going to have to live with because it's not going away. Because I'm waiting for Christ to deliver it from me. Yeah, I'm waiting for Christ to take it away from me. <laughs> it don't work like that, right? Because if, if that's the case, then everyone's going to make it to heaven. Because they're not fighting no fight. There's, what are you bearing? What cross are you bearing? What suffering are you taking on the inside? How many women we know, even in our gospel, you think there wasn't women that didn't like sleeping with men, a lot of different men? Yeah. You think there wasn't women that was gold diggers and, and, and marrying men for money or, or hanging around with men just for money? Come on. They had to clean up their act. They had to deny themselves. You know? What about how many men in, in relationships with women put their hands on women and beat down their women because they got angry with their woman, the woman got slick with their tongue and beat them down? You have to deny that. You can't handle it. In that situation no more. I mean, excuse me, that situation in that fashion no more. You have to sit down, be patient, talk to her, go through certain scriptures, bring out what it is what it is that is wrong, get down to the um get down to the root of what the problem is and resolve it with the scriptures instead of putting your hands on them. There's another thing too I want to look at too, uh mm-hmm. I wanna hear another scripture, but another point we want to look at is um when you talk about being crucified, you're also talking about becoming a new creature. That old man dying and a new man being risen after the image and likeness of God in Christ. Exactly. That's another thing we want to look at. You want to do that first? Um, let me go to the scripture first. Okay. Go to that. Um, first Peter is the first chapter. All right. First Peter's chapter 1. We're going to read verse 5 down to 7. First Peter is one and five. Peter is one and five. Who are kept by the power of God through the faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. So we're talking about us being in heaviness, like you said, a fight we have to fight daily. So daily we in heaviness to man, through manifold temptations, meaning a lot of different temptations. A lot of demons, yeah. yeah. A lot of demons are trying to get us to come out of the spirit of Christ. Exactly. Right, you know? That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory of the appearing of Jesus Christ. So it's going to be found in praise and honor and glory if we resist in those temptations. But if we just give in to those temptations... Give in to the lust and talking about we're just human, then it's not going to be found in praise and honor and glory. Not at all. It's going to be found into death and destruction. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, the praise and honor and glory is going to be if we stay in that image of Christ and deny the, the temptation of our flesh. Mm-hmm. And that's when we'll be found with praise, honor, and glory. Let's finish uh, First Peter the fourth chapter before we take our break. All right. First Peter chapter four, start at verse one again. Yeah, we're going to read one all the way down to. Uh, all right, First Peter chapter four, verse one. For as much, excuse me. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, 
but to the will of God. So when you look at the lust of men, mm-hmm. you should no longer live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. Meaning that those things in your flesh that you like that's contrary to the scriptures, you're not supposed to be dealing with that no more. Mm-hmm. Those are the things, those are the manifold temptations that you're dealing with, that you're fighting. So you're not supposed to just give it, give into it because it's a fight and you don't want to fight. Because that's basically what this man is saying. Just to say that we're Christians and we can just do what we want to do now because of Christ, that's just a cop-out. Exactly. And then the lust, the lust of men, when you read verse, uh, verse 1 again at the tail end where it says, uh, the, uh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind Because that lust of men is dealing with your mind The lust in your mind, your thoughts Your thoughts are corrupt So that's why we got to not give in That's where the suffering is The suffering is in your mind You know, you want to steal or you want to kill Or you want to commit adultery or fornication Or even homosexuality, you know what I'm saying But in your mind you got to fight those thoughts So you don't commit the act exactly. That's where the suffering is happening yeah, we are. Uh, verse three, uh, First Peter four and three. For the time, for the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought with the will of, of the Gentiles, when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banqueting, abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that ye ye run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. So it shows a change. It shows a change that you're not doing those same things no more. Mm-hmm. You're not continuing those same things. So if you continue in the same things that you used to do before you was in Christ, then you're the same person and you, there was no repentance. It was, on, it was no reason to change. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take our, our break. Um, we'll take our quick break and we, uh, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Wickedness in today's world. 
The show airs every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. So remember the words written in Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 18. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. If you've enjoyed today's program, join us next week for another installment of Repentance is the Key. Hi, this is Samad from the Body of Christ Church in St. Louis. I would like to invite you to our show in the STL. The shows air every Wednesday at 6 p.m. It is an hour show on Charter Communications, channel 980 and 981. So take some time out to get the good word, and may the Most High Christ bless you. The Body of Christ Church cordially invites you to listen to our show, It's Time to Awake. On this show, there will be various topics presented, examined, and explained with an emphasis on the Word of God and the doctrine of repentance through His Son, Christ. This show will air every Thursday on Blog Talk Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Romans 13 and 11, and that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. We hope that you join us and may you be edified by the word of God through Christ. Shalom. in Christ and that old man that man of sin that we used to be before we came into the knowledge of Christ has to be crucified daily um, it's a daily fight and from what we've been seeing one of the things was mentioned earlier is that a lot of people who choose to continue being the old man have, have 
came up with different doctrines to justify continuing in the works of the flesh. Now we have people that smoke. They say there's nothing wrong with it. People eating um, unclean foods. People defiling the Sabbath. And um, they doing this in the name of Christ. Saying they doing it in the name of Christ, but saying that Christ did away with these things, and we can continue doing what we want to do, or continue in the works of our flesh, and be walking in Christ. When we read in scriptures showing you contrary to that, that Christ told us that if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow him. Mm-hmm. Which means that mm-hmm. we cannot continue in the things that we feel are right, or the things that's right in our own sight. Or the things that our pastors say, but we have to do the things that Christ requires of us, and that's following the Most High through the examples of Christ. We have to keep His commandments, and uh, we're going to continue to hit some more scriptures to show that, and also uh, some scriptures dealing with us becoming that new creature and uh, crucifying that the old man. You got anything? No, you said you want to go Galatians first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. 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 Galatians five and uh. Start at 24. All right. Galatians chapter 5, verse 24. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. So when it talks about bear your cross, mm-hmm. it's talking about crucifying the flesh with the affections and lust. Exactly. So the affections and lust are the things we've been talking about. You know, we have lust to be fornicators, mm-hmm. we have lust, lust to have multiple women, you know, we have lust to. Uh, to bear hatred, you know, to deal with anger, to seek revenge, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to get you back, sucker. Yeah. You know, we those are things that we have in our flesh, but when we look at the word, the word tells us not to operate that way. Mm-hmm. So are we going to entertain our lust or are we going to be obedient to the word? All right, so when we look at crucifying our flesh, I want to look at another scripture that deals with that. Go to um, Romans, the sixth chapter. Romans, uh, we'll start Romans 6 and 6. I'm going to jump up, but I want to read 6 and 6 because it connects right in with what we're saying. All right, Romans chapter 6 and verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So knowing this, that the old man, the person that we used to be, mm-hmm. whether it was a homosexual, whether it was a, 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 a fornicator, you know, whether it was somebody that uh, was uh, bared a lot of hatred and anger, a murderer. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter who, what what it was that we were doing that was contrary to the scripture, that old man has to die. So it says that old man, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. So the things we're looking at that we have to destroy... You know, the things that we have to not deal with no more is things that are considered as sin. And how do we know what sin is? 1 John 3 and 4 tells us Mm -hmm. that sin is the transgression of the laws. So we have to look at the commandments of the Most High and His Word and the things that are contrary, that we are doing that's contrary to the commandments of the Most High. Those things are the body of sin that has to be destroyed. Yeah, and that goes back to dead in it. You know, um, it's symbolic to him dying on the cross. So when he died on the cross, that fornicator died on the cross. Mm. That homosexual died on the cross. That murdered murderer died on the cross. Drug dealer, drug user, 
You understand? The abuser, liar, all of them, like thief, thief, idolater. They all died on the cross. So that's how come now we're supposed to dead that that whole spirit, okay, that spirit of darkness, that's supposed to be dead. We're supposed to bury that. And now we're supposed to be a new creature. Now we're resurrected through the life of Christ. Now you bear your cross and follow him. Now we're living by a whole nother law now, a whole nother way of life now, yeah. which is we can't dig up that dead man and walk as him no more. He's supposed to be dead. So now we're a new man, a new creature in Christ now. Exactly. And that's how and that's how we're supposed to be walking. Matter of fact, start at verse 1. Okay. Because this is what this man basically said on that clip we played. Yeah. All right. So this is Romans 6, chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? That grace may abound. So that's basically what he was saying, that we can continue doing the things that we used to do. Mm-hmm. Because this is just how we, we're just human. We're this human. is how we're made. <laughs> yeah. But let's see what Christ say. Verse 2, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Because that old man is supposed to be crucified. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to still be living in that. That means that that old man will never die. The old man is still running around. Exactly. You know? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? So, well, like we was talking, me and the brother was talking earlier. Mm-hmm. When you look at the term of being baptized, you know, they took somebody, they dipped them in the water, mm-hmm. which really represents them being clean. Exactly. But another thing that also represents once you're washed and you're clean, you're supposed to be a new creature. That's right. So the the washing that's taking place, I want to look at a couple of scriptures in that baptism because the washing that's taking place, going in the water and taking a bath isn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. The real washing. That's why when you look at the scripture here and you go into the um into the Old Testament, the message is not much different. You know, the Most High always wanted us to deal with the man. Inside, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Deal with our minds, get our minds right. Mm-hmm. And we're going to look at that real quick before we come back. Let's go to uh, a couple of scriptures. Go to Isaiah 116. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 16. And it reads Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes, cease to do evil. Learn to do well. So when you, so the same thing is saying, the same being baptized into Christ means you becoming a new creature, right? Mm-hmm. But here the scripture is talking about wash you, make you clean, cease to do evil, learn to do well. So mm-hmm. when it's talking about washing, making clean, it's a mental cleansing going on, right? You stop from doing the wickedness you used to do, and you start doing righteous. Mm-hmm. That's all. This is all the way to Isaiah. That's right. It the says, message cease. has been the same. Yeah. Cease to do evil, mm-hmm. learn to do good. Let's get, let's get another <laughs> example of that. Go to um, Jeremiah 2. I know there's a lot more on that, but I don't want to stay there too long. I want to get more because we've got a lot of scriptures to come out. And make sure we bring this point home. Um, Jeremiah 2.22. I know you got a couple things you want to bring out too, brother. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse... 22 or 32? No, 22. I'm sorry. Because it's talking about washing because a lot of people are focusing on the baptism of actually going into the water when it's something more deeper than that that the scriptures is bringing out. Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 22. For though thou wash 
thee with nitri, and take thee much soap, yet thy iniquity is marked before me, save the Lord God. So it's showing you that the, the actual bath is not doing nothing. And if I give me four, Jeremiah 4 and 14, read that real quick for me too, Jeremiah 4 and 14. Because the actual bath is only taking the dirt of your flesh off. The actual bath is only taking the dirt of your flesh off, so a true baptism is is something something that's more spiritual than that. Read that for me, Jeremiah four fourteen. Jeremiah chapter four verse fourteen. O Jerusalem, wash thy heart from wickedness. So wash thy heart means your mind. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about washing to make you clean and cease to do evil, it's a cleansing of your mind. Mm-hmm. So the way you're thinking and the things you used to do, you're not supposed to do them anymore. Yeah, O Jerusalem, wash thy heart from wickedness, that thou mayest be saved. How long shall thy vain thoughts lodge within thee? So the vain thoughts is thoughts that's contrary to the ways of the Most High. We have to put those vain thoughts, wash those vain thoughts out of us. Mm -hmm. Let that old man die that, that loves to fornicate, that loves to steal, Mm-hmm. That loves to do all those things that's a contrary to the words of the Most High, and let that new man come in, which is created in the image of the Son of God. One more scripture, and we go back to Romans. If you got anything else, one more scripture, um, Ezekiel eighteen thirty one. Ezekiel chapter eighteen, verse thirty one, and it reads: Cast away from you all your transgressions. Whereby ye have transgressed, and make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? So make you a new heart means a new mind and a new spirit. So you becoming a new person. Mm-hmm. So the old man is crucified. That new man is what? After the image of Christ. With the spirit of Christ. You have a new thoughts. You don't have the old thoughts no more. I mean, well, you have old thoughts, but the new thoughts teach you how to get rid of the old thoughts. Yeah. So the new thoughts can stay there. Which is the thoughts of Christ. Yeah, which is the thoughts you're going to be following. Yeah. But that old man, those thoughts got to die. Exactly. That, that man got to be crucified. Like you said, he's on that cross. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's the one that's really supposed to be on the cross. Exactly. He's the one that, that, that Christ took his place. So that mercy you given is so that old man could die and that new man could be, come alive in the, new, in the newness of life after the image of Christ. Now, let's go back to Romans 6. If you, Whenever you're ready to jump in, brother, you can jump in. Romans 6 and where we left off at. Matter of fact, read that again, um, 3. Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That likewise, excuse me, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. See, check that out. So it's telling you the same thing. That crucifixion is that old man dying with his with the, the lust that he has, which is contrary to the to God, and that new man, which is after Christ, coming up. And and uh it just goes to show you that so many of these pastors that's teaching this thing that you can continue doing this, you can continue doing that, is teaching a doctrine that's totally contrary to the scriptures. Yeah. 
totally contrary to the scriptures and totally contrary to what Christ is all about. Because it also tells us in, um, in uh, I believe it's First John, where if you're in Christ, those of us that are in Christ have to walk as he walked. So uh, we're going to continue on this. Uh, Where you at? Verse what? Verse 5? Yeah. Verse 5. Romans 6 and 5. For if we have been planted together in likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. Okay. You got some noise out here. Yeah. You got anything else? You... I'm going to go back to Matthew yeah, let's, 16. I want to go to Matthew 16 anyway. Okay. Um, I want to bring out something in Matthew 16. I want to bring out this point, man, real quick. Matthew chapter uh, 16. Start at verse 21 for me. Matthew chapter 16, verse 21. From that that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and be risen again the third day. Then Peter took him, and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Yeah, stop there for a minute. So Christ was already telling him and the disciples that he was about to, he was about to lay down his life for the children of Israel. This is what was being said. But Peter was like, nah, Lord, we can't let this be so. We're not going to let nobody snatch you up and kill you. All right? I know we went through this topic a couple times in in certain shows. But this is one of the scriptures you got to go into because a lot of people have their own mind and their own thoughts on how they think they should do things. But is it according to what the word of God is saying? And that's what we want to bring out. So keep reading. Read verse uh, verse 22 into 23. Keep going. Then Peter took him Mm -hmm. and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art in in offense unto me. For thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Yeah, so this dude right here that, that we just heard on the clip, you know, some time back, for we got some new. I don't know if we have any new callers or, or, or new people in the chat room. If they didn't hear that clip, how he was going on, really kind of like saying it's okay to be a homosexual. You know, it's, it's okay because it's part being human. You know what I'm saying? So, and other things he said about not keeping the Sabbath or eating pork or, or shrimp or whatever. It's, it's it's the human man in us. It's the human in us. It's okay to, in other words, to be that way. He was justifying it. Yeah. All right. But we understand that the mindset of what Peter had right here, Christ told him, Satan, get behind me. Because he's letting him know that your thoughts, your mind, isn't of God. Yeah. The thoughts that you have is of men. That's not of God. So it says, for thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Now read verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, 
Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So now they'll understand, a lot of viewers will understand now what what was Christ saying. Because a lot of people were having their own thoughts on how yeah. to deal with things. Their own thoughts and their own emotions come sometimes it comes in and supersedes the thoughts and the understanding of what Christ is trying to tell us. So we want to come with our own emotions, our own breakdown, our own thoughts, trying to resolve things in our own mind. Instead of dealing with what God says. Exactly. And that's what that man did on that clip. And a lot of people in Christianity do, and not just Christianity picking on them, but the whole world does. Yeah, the whole world. They justify how they can commit sin. But it's not of God, though. How can you say you're a follower of Christ? Christ right here told Peter, Satan, get behind me, because he was saying your thoughts are of Satan, Peter. That's not of God. So he told him ahead of time. But I always go to the scripture. And I want to go to it again. Go to go to Matthew 26 and read verse uh, 46. Matthew uh, chapter 26 and read verse 46. Yep. Rise. Let us let us be going. Behold, mm-hmm. he is at hand that does betray me. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude, with swords and, and staffs, from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Behold him fast, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then come de- then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were, which were with Jesus stretched out his hands and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smoked off his ear. Yeah, so this is funny because I went here first because we was already in this chapter. But it talked about somebody pulled out his sword and defended Jesus so he wouldn't be taken. Mm-hmm. But we already know who that someone was. But I want to go to the scripture because Peter already was already told that him and the disciples already told that they were going to take Jesus. Yeah. And then he said, the way that you're thinking, we, you know, Peter saying, nah, Jesus, I ain't going to let him take you. You understand? Yeah. So he's saying, yo, your thoughts are of Satan. Satan get behind me. Your thoughts ain't of the word of God because I have to be taken for the for the for the sins of Israel. Now I'll go to verse um or better yet, go to um where's that in John, is it? Uh my bad. I don't even know if I wrote it down, but it's in my mind though. Give me one second. I think it's John eighteen though. It's one of them. Yeah, go to John. Uh, go to John eighteen. Go to Saint John chapter eighteen, verse ten. I always forget what scripture it is, but we're gonna get right to the point. I'm just making this point because I want to paint this picture because a lot of times in our minds, we already have it set. You know what it is we want to do and how we want to justify, or better yet, we ain't even thinking. We just want to do what we feel. Yeah. And just like I remember, we we talked about this before, and I remember you 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 stating that um. That it seemed like it was a good thing what Peter was getting ready to do. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to let him take Jesus. I'm going to protect you. So it seemed like a lot of times in our minds that it seemed like the right option and the right thing to do. But is that the case? If you don't read the Bible, 
you can't do it. If if you if you read the Bible and it tells you not to do it, then you can't do it. Yeah, you gotta go according to the word. No, no matter how you feel, your emotions, or what you think is right. Yeah, because a lot of times men's men's minds have a, have a way of justifying things that they feel is right. Like example, we use all the time with Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. When Cain uh, offered visitation, we'd be like, "Wow, that seemed like a better thing than offering an animal. You ain't got to kill an animal and take an animal's life. You <laughs> yeah. just offer visitation." Exactly. In our mind, that seems like a righteous thing. It might you might feel as though it's right, but it's not what the word says. It's not according to the will of the Most High. Exactly. But read this: Saint John chapter eighteen, verse ten. Read that. Okay, um, then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off the right ear. The servant's name was Melchus. Mm-hmm. Then said Jesus unto Peter, put up thy sword into thy shaft, sheaf. The sh- into thy sheaf. Mm-hmm. The cup which my father has given me, shall I not drink it? So he's saying, Peter, come on, man. Didn't he already warn Peter, though? Yes. He told him that, listen, man. The thoughts that you have, I already forewarned you that I was going to go to Jerusalem, this was going to take place, all this was going to happen, they were going to take me, and I was going to die. He already warned Peter back then and the disciples that this was going to take place. Now, we speed it up to the point where it's actually taking place. Judas betrayed him, brought the, brought the, brought the soldiers, came and got Jesus, and what did Peter do anyway? He went into his own mind anyway, pulled out his sword, and he went for, you know, to protect Jesus and try to kill this dude, cut off his ear or whatever, right? Yeah, probably was aiming for his head. Yeah. But he's trying to stop it. So that's the whole point. But yet, Christ told him to put his sword away. But the reason why I'm going to this is because a lot of times we may read the Bible, and we may have been warned according to the Bible, but sometimes we give in to our emotions anyway. Yeah. And we give in to that temptation anyway, because that's what Peter just did. And that's the point I'm trying to bring out. Does that mean we're supposed to always give in? So my point is this. The reason why I'm making this point is because there's growth in this. Meaning what? There's going to be spiritual growth in you to where you're going to get strong enough to where you're not going to give in. Because if you read the stories of Peter, you see later on down the road, he became that strong man. And he became more spiritually sound. And that's why we went to 1 Peter's chapter 4, verse 1, where it says you got to suffer your flesh. Because he had to go through this experience. He had to go through that. There were stages of growth. This is what Peter was learning, the stages of growth. You understand? Just like us in the body of Christ, we are learning stages of growth every day to become stronger, learning how to apply it. So every year, we're supposed to be getting stronger and not weaker, brother. Exactly. You understand? I want to go to um, two scriptures to back that up, and I'm going to give it back to you. Get, let's go to the Apocrypha. Um, the Apocrypha, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 17. These are the scriptures I always use when dealing with this topic. Um, chapter 17 and verse 24 So that's Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha uh, Chapter 17 verse 24 Read that But unto them that repent He granted them return And comfort those that failed in patience mm-hmm. Return unto the Lord and forsake thy sins Make thy prayers before his face And offend less So we're supposed to offend less Exactly. Not offend more. So offend less means you're working on yourself, brother. Yeah, you're getting better. You're getting stronger. Exactly. So you're not supposed to just give into it. Offend less means I gotta offend. I gotta stop offending him. So I gotta figure out a way to overcome this and offend less. That's why the scripture says, "Return to the Lord and forsake thy sins 
and make that prayer before his face. So we're supposed to forsake the sin and make the prayer because if you really pay attention to that whole story we just read, because he was trying to teach them too around that time how to pray for temptation. You understand? Because he was going through, he was getting ready to lay down his life. He was afraid. He was scared. He was praying for strength. And this is what he was trying to teach the disciples at that time to pray for strength. And that's what we're supposed to pray for in times of temptation. Pray for strength and make our offend and offend less. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. But read on. Read verse 25 to 26 all the way through. Right. Return unto the Lord and mm-hmm. forsake thy sins. Make thy prayer before his face and offend less. Mm-hmm. Turn again to the Most High and turn away from iniquity. For he will lead thee out of darkness into the light of hell. And hate thou abomination vehemently. Vehemently. Yeah, so we're supposed to hate sin. So abomination too. When you look at homosexuality, what is it called is it not an abomination? It is an abomination, bro. So brother. how is somebody gonna, you know, try to justify that? Hate thou abominations vehemently. Yeah. So we're supposed to hate that. So in order to hate something, that means you gotta stop doing it. You you ain't supposed to hate something and continue having an affair with something you hate. Absolutely. You supposed to you supposed to disconnect from that. Yeah. You ain't supposed to be a part of that. This is a, this is the um the next scripture I want to go to. I'm gonna give it back to you. That's, that's part of having that new heart, that new mind. You thinking different. That was something you, you at one time you loved. Now you hate it. Exactly. So this is Job, the book of Job. Like I said, these are the scriptures I always come with with dealing with this issue. Job chapter uh, thirty four. And read uh, verse 31 and 32, and I'm going to give it back to you. Okay, Job 34 and 31? Yeah, read that. All right. Surely it is meet to be said unto God, I have borne chastisement. I will not offend anymore. Yeah, because now, remember how we went to the scripture that said offend less? Mm-hmm. Now you make it into the point where you're not going to offend no more. You understand? Because there's a growth. Some people can't just quit like that. There's something certain lust inside of you. You just can't quit like that. You've been adjusted. You've been programmed to, to to sin for 31 years or 33 years, however many years you was in wickedness until God woke you up. So it takes time to become new, to cleanse yourself. It takes time to deal with issues and to apply what you're learning. It takes time. Now you got to say, oh, snap, I forgot. I just learned I can't handle my anger by going into my anger. I got to learn how to deal with, with anger by reading the scriptures on how to deal with situations. So when anger comes up and arises, I know how to deal with it. But you're not going to remember that right away if you just learned it today. Sometimes emotions jump in. You don't look at the instructions right away in your mind because you're not programmed that way that quick. So some things it takes time to offend less because you're still learning. There's growing pains. There's things you're going to go through in your life, and you're not going to change just like that. So read, read that verse one more time, verse 31 and 32. Surely it is meet to be said unto God, mm-hmm. I have borne chastisement, I will not offend any more. Mm-hmm. That which I see not, teach thou me. If I have done iniquity, I will do it no more. Yeah, so now he brought a man of understanding unto you to give you a way to come up out of darkness. So this is what he's giving you. So he's trying to teach you how to come up out of that darkness and to offend less. So you could not sin no more. So this is what we're supposed to do. Just like this man, hopefully he, he can hear hear what we're talking about today and stop offending the most high God and don't give into temptation. Work on yourself. 
overcome it. And now the audience that's listening to this individual, they can now understand that, listen, I don't have to live that way no more. I got to learn how to offend less. How do I do that? How do I apply that? Now, brothers like us would experience, brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, we would teach them how to overcome it through our experience and give them, you know, our testimony of how we overcame it and what to watch out for. Exactly. Good point. Excellent point, brother. Let's go back to uh, Matthew 16. All right. Matthew chapter 16. And, um, yeah, let's finish it up. Let's go, uh, wrap it up, sum it up. Yeah. Um, read verse 24 again, and we'll read on down. All right. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So Christ is telling this to the disciples, if any man want to come after me or be a follower of me, step one, deny himself, take up his cross, which we went into, which is crucifying that old man. That's right. You know, it, it's, it, it could be a hard process. It could be very difficult, but that old man has to go. And that, that new man could come up after the image of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right, read on. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. So whoever's going to hold on to that old man, yeah. whoever's going to try to hold on and, and continue to be that same man like this guy, well, I'm just human. I'm still, I can still continue to be gay. I can still continue to be homosexual. You're trying to save that old man. You're trying to save that life. Yeah. You're going to lose it because you're not going to make it into eternal life. You're going to end up being put to death. Mm -hmm. All right. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake, Shall find it. So you giving up that old man. That old man is gonna die for Christ's sake, and you're gonna find a better life. Because that's what we did. There's a lot of stuff we gave up, and, yeah. we, and we had to give up for him. And our life is much better now. The relationship we have with brothers, the relationship we have with our wives, the relationship with our children is a much better life, and and uh, eventually it's gonna lead us to eternal life. Exactly. In the glorious kingdom. All right, you know. Verse 26. For what is a man profited? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. So we have people who may want to hold on to being a, a, a movie star, you know, or whatever, whatever it may be. They gained that life, but yet when the time came to judgment, they condemned. Or he might hold, want to hold on to his life like the guy we listen to. He might be a famous speaker going around speaking and, and make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But yet what does that profit him at the end? When he goes to, when he loses life, when he loses his own soul and go to hell, go to damnation, be in damnation. Because he he's teaching the people that it's okay to be a homosexual. Yeah. And he himself is a homosexual. Yeah, he's teaching the people to be servants of Satan. Mm -hmm. He says servants of the Most High. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Yeah, because at that time Christ ain't taking no ransom. You're nah. paying, you, there's no amount of money you're gonna give to enter into the kingdom of the Most High. No. There's nothing you can give. The reward, the 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 price has to be paid right now. Like we read in First uh, Peter, where it talks about um, uh, the, those that suffer temptation shall be found with praise and honor and glory at the appearance of Christ. The price is being paid right now. Mm -hmm. All right, you know? verse twenty-seven. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of His Father with His angels. And then he shall reward every man according to his works. So, see, according to your works. So, it's according to us taking a stand now and fighting the temptation of our flesh that we may uh, enter into the kingdom of the Most High. 
So anybody that's teaching different or saying that you can continue in sin is teaching you something that's false and not according to scriptures. I got one more scripture I'm gonna get, and then we're gonna. Uh, yeah, I, I want to. Yeah. you got something else. Yeah, I got a couple. Okay. This is uh. That scripture that talks about walk like he walked. First uh, John two. First John chapter two. I can start. Uh, might as well start at four since we're talking about those out there that's teaching the foolishness. Yeah. First John chapter two verse four. He that say if I know him and keep not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. And that's what a lot of people are saying. They're saying they know Christ, they're born again, they saved, they, they're a servant of Christ, mm-hmm. and they are not keeping the commandments. Mm-hmm. They're saying, well, we're just men, where well, we can't do it. They're liars. That's what the scriptures say. They're liars. All right, we don't. But whosoever keep his word in him, verily, is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith, he abideth. In him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. See? Ought to walk as who walked? Christ walked. So we have to walk like Christ walked. Mm-hmm. What did, how did Christ walk? He did not commit sin. Exactly. And that's the goal. That's the mark we want to be. We want to be in the image of Christ. We want to deal the way Christ was dealing. We want to deal with brothers the way Christ teaches how to deal with brothers. We want to deal with sisters the way Christ teaches how to deal with sisters. We want to deal with anger the way Christ teaches how to deal with anger. We want to live our whole lives the way Christ teaches how to live our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me uh first first Samuel chapter two. First Samuel chapter two. We're gonna sum it up right now. First Samuel chapter two. And I'm gonna go to one more script after that, and that's it. First, first Samuel chapter two, reverse three. First Samuel two and three. Mm-hmm. So. Talk no more exceedingly proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. Yeah, because a lot of people say, just like this man said, he was a strong believer in Jesus. That's what he said in that clip. But is his actions being weighed as being a strong believer in Christ, brother? Absolutely not. No, because the word of God tells us that we can't operate that way. We're not supposed to operate that way. Yeah, because if you're a believer in Christ, you're supposed to believe in the Bible, mm-hmm. in the words of Christ. You can't just say with your mouth, I'm a believer in Christ. Then when the scriptures come out, you're doing what the hell you want to do. Mm-hmm. Or you're doing things according to what you think and what you feel. That's not a believer of Christ. Our faith has to be based on what's written in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we're going to be judged on. Exactly. What's written in the scriptures, not what you feel or think, your thoughts and your ideas. Exactly. Go to first first Corinthians six and nine. Just to just to gotta hit this at least one time um before we go. First Corinthians chapter six and verse nine. Read that. Okay. All right, first Corinthians six and nine. Know ye not that the unrighteous Shall not inherit the kingdom of God So letting us know the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God And he's showing us right here Some of the attributes of people That are not going to make it brother yeah, People that are unrighteous Yeah, go ahead. Be not deceived So he's telling us be not deceived Like this man on this clip That's teaching you that it's just human To be a homosexual Yeah he's mm-hmm. deceived mm-hmm. Read on Neither fornicators 
nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Stop there. So we just want to talk about this one point because we're short for time. Or abusers of themselves with mankind, meaning a man with a man or a woman with a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't be deceived. These kind of people are not going to make it to the kingdom. Or those that are effeminate. You got a lot of men that act like women out there and got those effeminate qualities in them, right? Yeah. So they're not even going to make it. Or, or fornication in general, because all all those things um, fall right under fornication. Exactly. Now read verse 10. Neither thieves, nor covetous. Pardon me for a second. Um, verse 10. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, revilers. nor uh, revilers, mm-hmm. nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So just letting you know that homosexuality, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. So Yeah, all these thieves, mm-hmm. covetous, drunkards, you know, all these things, man, in order to inherit the kingdom of God, you have to repent of these things. That's why verse 11 says, And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified, in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So that, that justification don't mean that you just said, I believe in Christ and you're justified. Mm-mm. Just like when they say you are sanctified, because the sanctification is a process of you repenting That's right. and going through the motions like we just went, you know, uh, improving, getting better and better and, and fighting a good fight. Yeah, but it shows you that it says which were some of you, meaning some of us, the, both of us speaking today in the whole body of, of Christ, the body of, uh, of Christ, letting you know that we were cleansed from the same thing. Word means you're no longer doing it. Exactly, things. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we run out of time, so we thank you for tuning in. Um, we say shalom to everybody out there. Uh, join us again next week. We got a show coming on tomorrow. Are you smarter than your pastor? With the brother Kakam Gabar and the other brothers starting at 8 o'clock. So, uh, shalom and may the Most High in Christ bless your understanding and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Shalom.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.